Good morning, everyone. We've been thinking about Bethlehem, <clears throat> and last time we spoke about that first one that's mentioned about being born at Bethlehem, whose name was Benoni, called so by his mother, who died at that at his birth, but called by his father Benjamin. We notice that Benoni means son of my sorrow. We spoke about the sorrows of the man of sorrows, the Lord Jesus, last time. But this morning we're thinking about Benjamin, son of my right hand. And I just want to read a few verses from Hebrews chapter 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, or in his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. I normally write things down and then read them, but this morning I feel so moved by uh, what came to me, I believe, by the Spirit of God this morning, as I was thinking and meditating upon God's man, the man of God's right hand. We think about a right-hand man as being somebody who is a responsible person who is actually the executor of the person's will and purpose. And that is exactly what the Lord Jesus is. He is co-equal with the eternal God. He is the eternal son of the eternal God. But he is also the executor of divine plans and purposes. We read in our verse that he was the one through whom the worlds were made. And John chapter 1 confirms it. Nothing was made apart from him. He was the executor of divine purposes in creation. What a glory. When I think of what the Lord Jesus, his precious name, is being used like in the world in which we live, I'm a, I'm absolutely uh, just amazed that a so-called Christian country can allow on media, on the television, and, uh, and in almost every circle, the name of our Lord Jesus to be blasphemed the way it is. But I want to think this morning of the exalted position of honour and glory that belongs to him. He is, as I say, the executor of creation, the one through whom everything was created. It also tells us that it is the upholder of all things by the word of his power. If only we were to grasp and understand something of what the scripture tells us that the Lord Jesus is. Colossians chapter 1 says him, but about him, by whom all things were created that are in the heavens and that are on earth, visible and invisible, 
thrones or dominions, principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist or all things hold together. He is the creator. He is the executor of creation. He is the executor of the upholding of the universe. But not only so, he is the one who is the executor of divine grace. This verse tells us that when he had by himself purged or made purification for sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So the Lord Jesus is the one through whom God has provided salvation for repentant, guilty sinners who come to him and make him their Lord and their Saviour. He is the executor of divine judgment. John chapter 5 tells us that all judgment has been committed into the hand of the Son. And when we come to Revelation chapter 5, we find there the Lamb in the midst of the throne, the one who died for guilty sinners, the Lamb of God, God's provision for us. We find him taking out of the right hand of him who sits upon the throne, the roll, the book, the book of judgment, and the book of the title deeds of this earth. And he takes it out of the hand of him who sits upon the throne. And we find from chapter 5 through to chapter 19 of the book of Revelation how that the, the scroll is opened bit by bit and the judgments of God fall upon this God-denying, Christ-rejecting world in which you and I live. And I believe that that is just around the corner. Things are shaping up in our world and Scripture is going to be fulfilled once the believers in the Lord Jesus have been raptured into his presence, the man of sin will be revealed and judgment will fall. And the one who now is, is exalted at God's right hand, who is despised by the world, that one is going to open. He's going to be the executor of divine judgment. And this world is going to experience tribulation, like it has never known before. In fact, the scripture says, he said, Jesus says himself, that if those days were not shortened, no flesh would be saved. The whole world would be, the world of humanity would be completely destroyed. But not only so, he is the executor of that coming new world after the tribulation, because Jesus is going to reign from shore to shore till moon shall wax and wane no more. Because that world has been delegated, so to say, has been put into the authority and power of the Lord Jesus Christ. This same uh, letter to the Hebrews tells us, unto the angels God has not put in subjection the world to come, 
But one in a certain place said, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. This is Jesus. Thou crownest him with glory and honour, and did set him over the works of thy hands. But for a little while he was made lower than the angels, with a view to the suffering of death, in order that you and I might come to know and to love and glorify him. He is God's right-hand man, I say reverently this morning. He is the son of my right hand, said Jacob about Benjamin. And that world, that new world, that revived earth, don't know about all this climate change, Jesus is coming and he's going to reign and he's going to be glorified in the world in which he came and suffered the death of Calvary. And then at the end of that period of time, at the end of time indeed, before eternity opens up for those of us who have trusted Christ, then the Bible says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he will deliver up to God the kingdom. And the Son himself will be subject unto him that put all things under him. God will put all his enemies beneath his feet. Psalm 110 says this. He says there, Sit thou at my right hand, God says to his Son, as he raised him from the dead and he ascended up where he was before. Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies the footstool of thy feet. And when all those enemies have been put down, read Revelation 19 and 20, and you will see the way in which God is going to, or Christ is rather going to, uh, be the executor of divine judgment in all its fullness. And everything will be subject unto him in that glorious millennial day, a thousand years of absolutely perfect reign by the one who will sit upon the throne of glory. At the moment he's sitting upon the throne of glory in heaven. There's a day coming when he's going to come in power and great glory and he's going to sit upon the throne of his glory here upon earth and reign and rule in equity and judgment and in perfect peace. The Prince of Peace will come indeed. But at the end of that period, he will deliver up to God the kingdoms and the Son himself will be subject unto him who put all things under him and God will be all in all. I just want to ask you this morning, what think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? God's son, the Lord Jesus Christ, is the executor of divine purpose and he will fully and perfectly fulfill all that was in the divine counsel from before the foundation of the earth. I trust that those who are listening to my voice this morning will gladly bow at his feet now, acknowledge him as their Lord and as their Saviour, and receive the blessing of sins forgiven, a home in heaven, and to be linked with God's lovely Son for all eternity. God bless his word to you today.